Agent Dub is a podcast about agent wisdom, crazy myths, everyday objects and concepts, and the overall creativity and innovation of humanity. Join us to explore the origins of the things we encounter around us every day. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Jessie. And today, we're going to be talking about mail and email. Mail and email. I'm covering email, which is, I don't know if it's more fitting, but as a designer, I get lots of emails. I don't know if you get more mail than me. Maybe. Um, you have I, more things. I get a lot of emails and I mm-hmm. hate email. Yeah. I, yeah. If I, I could, if I could, good re- bad. if I could revise the, and I, uh, you know, death and taxes, things that, <laughs> things that are inevitable yeah. and awful, death and taxes and emails. No, you put emails yeah. in that. Yeah. Aww. I just, <clears throat> I mean, I like the, utility of them i understand mm-hmm. why they're so important but i just feel i get so fatigued from emails it's like, it takes so much of your work right. day just responding to emails but. yeah you're not the only one there's a lot of people that think that email is slowly dying and it's going to be replaced with maybe a better system of receiving notifications but um as it stands i still do a lot of email design for companies so i still love email I'm still gonna design your emails <laughs> folks <laughs> well that's completely different than when my students are complaining to me via email yeah <laughs> less pleasantly different type of email right. um yes yeah, so i am doing mail and i can just go ahead yep. and jump right Take into it, it away so um it will come as no surprise to you that people have been sending messages to each other pretty much as soon as people started writing that does come to a little bit of a surprise to me, I think, really? because the translation of, of message versus writing, I think, and, and I'm also interested, did, are you covering ravens at all or pigeons? Like, did people actually, like, I know it's like probably fake, but there are like carrier pigeons, right? I mean, um, pigeon people... mail is 100% a real thing. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> Which I did not know. And I was, <laughs> I was researching and I was like, Ben, did you know that? <laughs> Pigeons were real, like, transport. And he was like, yeah. Well, I, I did think- not know that. Hmm. So don't jump too far into okay, my right. good juicy stuff. Um, um, yes. So, but basically, I mean, if it seems obvious once you once you research it, but um, pretty much since at a, at a point, humans outgrew their capacity in their head and they had to start writing stuff down, whether mm-hmm. it was their tax records or their history or just laws stories. and um off, honestly not a lot of like stories people could keep in their heads because they were interesting what was not interesting was like did jack pay his taxes last year yeah. or like how much does so-and-so owe so-and-so and um what laws do we have on the books like boring things okay that makes sense so once we that. couldn't remember all that in our heads we started writing it down and almost as soon as that was a thing people started sending that stuff back and forth to one another. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's really, um, I, I had to actually look up the origin of writing, which is a weird thing to think about. Um, but pretty much fourth millennium. So like thousands of years ago, oh but that's not really the interesting part of this story. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, back in the day, you know, really back in the day, people might just be writing things down and sending it to each other somehow. Um, a lot of unofficial means um, existed. Like you might just be like, hey, friend, you're going over to such and such town. Will you take this note with you? Right? Like if you think about um, or person going across to England on a ship and you're like, hey, can you take this message to my mother on a ship? That makes sense. Right? So that was really um, 
the earliest way of sending, you know, with a friend or with a servant or with someone who was going wherever you were going. Um, but that isn't really mail, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to talk about are some of the institutions that humans endeavored yeah. to make that created, and, that, not that just created the informal hey, take sending this. of messages, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, but actually formally mail. So um, basically early, early mail and most forms of um, developed postal systems really were only for the king or the leader to oh, transport so messages <laughs> <laughs> again of things like tax or official matters or what's going on in his various kingdom areas um kingdom and, areas you know yes. areas of <laughs> kingdom sure um, so so basically most forms of early post-war um were reserved for those in power to send information demand taxes interestingly spying came up like in multiple different societies it was used as a way of like knowing even in early america it was a way of like knowing who is trying to create a new country wow the colonies right for example so early post in the u.s um really became when it started to become the people's post you know the british were like oh wait i think they might be sending messages about (laughs) you know treasonous things uh we gotta get yeah so it's 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 pretty fun um, so the first documented um, use of a courier to send mail, so like an official designated person like has whose the job it is to send mail, right? Hat maybe horse, yes. you know, right? right. Envision him um, would have been in Egypt, and it was Egypt. Mm-hmm, Egypt. Okay. That's the first documented use. Like there's there's other people, of course. The Chinese get in there; they try to really claim <laughs> to be first, um, but there's not a lot of really credible evidence to their early systems and um, really it's Egypt and it was primarily for dissemination of the Pharaoh's written documents, especially his decrees. So again, going back to things like laws, you're going to put it down on the books and you're going to send it out to your people, right? Or mm-hmm. the people who are officials running your various regions. It's a lot of mail. I feel if you're going to give it to every, um, I wouldn't even think of it like sending a letter at this point, I would think of it like a courier delivers to a far off Egyptian town, um, um, like, like a decree and post it up. Yeah. Like what I, what I think about is in Harry Potter when, um, um, Filch puts up all those, uh, decrees that Umbridge is doing in, um, oh, yes. you know, when he's like, okay, it's hallway. decree number 22 It's and they're yeah. like in stone or whatever. Uh, they're probably not in stone. I'm just <laughs> no. remembering that wrong, but yes. I'm imagining these decrees from the Pharaoh to be in stone. Um, and they were um, very mm-hmm. old. So that would have been about 2400 BCE. BCE. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to ask you about the stone tablets and how mm-hmm. yeah, so that's them over. Yeah, around okay. about 4,500 years ago, right? Do you know the method? I, I mean, know. is this by camel or is this... Um, it was a man. They were, it was like a man walking? on a, um, prob- probably walking. Okay. okay. Maybe on a camel, but most likely on a horse. I'm going to imagine a camel. Didn't it's actually more fun in my head. even think to look at that. <laughs> but uh, there is a piece of surviving mail. The oldest piece of surviving <gasps> mail is Egyptian. It's housed in an Egyptian museum and it is from 255 BCE, which is way later right, than yes. 2400 BCE. <laughs> Lots um, later. <clears throat> and it is and it's considered a piece of mail. 
Okay, so that's the first documented use of a courier to send mail. The first credible development of a real postal system, like the, what you're thinking mm-hmm. of, like a letter might show up, mm-hmm. right, is in ancient Persia. And so, okay. Persia. Um, yes, in Persia they had, it was called the Angarium, and I hope that I'm saying that right, Angarium, which was the institution of royal mounted couriers, these official dudes transmitting along the royal road. Um, which, based on what I was reading, it, the Royal Road was actually built literally for these couriers um, to send Neat. their messages. Yeah. And the most interesting thing um, that we'll then later see was changed in more modern forms um, is that the couriers actually were mounted at posts that were one day's ride from one another. So if they were trying to send a message, um, they could actually be fairly quick because it would go from one dude to the next dude to the next dude. Yeah. One day's that's journey. smart. Mm-hmm. So that was what they did. Um, the couriers could travel six one thousand six hundred and seventy seven miles in seven days, oh. um, mm-hmm, from basically what's today Asia Minor, Turkey to Babylonia, which was modern Iraq. It's pretty fast. Seven days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was actually like considered extremely efficient. Well, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's normal by today's standards. Even if I sent a letter to somebody, maybe not. You know, across door, a bunch of countries, though. Yeah, I mean, even, today. even to California, sometimes I, you know, I have a retainer client out there. Sometimes things take take a minute, mm-hmm. um, seven days, or when you go online and you buy things that you probably shouldn't have bought. So you select the free shipping. It usually says like, well, no, I know it'll be shipping, but it'll be mm-hmm. five to seven days, and that feels really normal. So it's very interesting that the that they could do that um, in seven days exactly. back then. Exactly. So go the Persians. Persians were doing that, um, and. Then what came from that was basically the first postal service by modern standards. And that was the cursus publicus out of the Roman Empire. The Romans. So here's why, though. Because I was like, well, the Romans kind of seem like they're taking the credit. The Persians had it, right? The main difference is they had one dude who delivered it from from the person to the end person. And so... It's arguable, like when I was reading it, I was kind of like, seems a little bit like semantics, but actually it, um, it may, if you think about the modern mail carrier, that's really, you know, think about the one man. Although it's interesting to think, honestly, that our mail comes in contact with lots of different people, Mm -hmm. more similar to the Persian way. uh, way. Um, But the reason that they had just one person doing it was because um, you would have uh, a lot more security with just having one set of eyes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. If you get set, like a bunch of guys looking at your mail. It's like the telephone game. Yeah. And these are probably not very safely, you know. Oh, no. Okay. Maybe, I can't they imagine. they a little that. brand on them with some a little wax, wax or whatever. But <laughs> I, I don't know. There were not details about that. But basically, um, the, uh, the other benefit to this was that the king, um, who was Augustus, by the way, uh, yeah, Emperor Augustus um, from the first century, uh, that he could actually then ask the person follow-up questions. So that was why he wanted their, you know, they wanted one courier so they could be like, uh, but what's going on in that region? I actually need to have a follow-up question. And they mm. would have a person to ask mm. a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. The other weird thing about this is this is first century, um, which when you're looking at people's lives online, because we've mentioned this before, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about old history (laughs) is that this guy was literally a contemporary to jesus because he was born in bc and then he died in ad 
which is the same period huh. of time. And then that's just a weird thing to think about. So like it, while Jesus was walking. Yeah. Augustus. The first meal, the first meal was happening. Yeah. Yes. And if you think about it, <laughs> probably people who know a lot about the Bible know that already. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, this dude Augustus, you yeah. know, the emperor, uh, the Roman emperor. Um, and they had official stations and forts um, that where the, um, along the major road systems connecting their career service right so it sounds like normal people still couldn't really use these it was absolutely kings to, only yeah. mm-hmm. in fact um we are our good friend planning did get a mention when i was looking up <laughs> oh, you should have asked for the book i would have looked at you where he said um because apparently the um the to use the mail system the christus publicus was uh only open to people who had correct credentials and so Pliny reminds people to keep their permits up to date. <laughs> it's very Thanks, um, yes, like because you um, you there was a, there was always an amount of fraud anyway, and maybe you know still trying to get around that, but it was definitely like issued certificates by the emperor himself if you wanted to use this mail system. Wow, mm-hmm. can you imagine having to keep up a mail certificate to send mail? How annoying Mm-mm. would that be? Mm-mm. If I can't get my instant Amazon gratification, then. Well, and the interesting thing about the Roman system is that it was slower than the Persian system, mm-hmm. but because of the one man thing, like they were willing to um, sacrifice that so that for, for the other benefits. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so that's the first um, system and it did last through the sixth century uh, AD um, when I can't, there was not really clear details on it, just sort of fizzled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more modern times, um, I mentioned the early U.S. Um, re- revolutionary kind of use of post. It's weird if you think about it. I did not think about this before I was researching this, that uh, mail used to be the only form of media. If you wanted to disseminate a new idea like, hey, maybe we don't pay those taxes that Britain is making us pay. Um, you got that in the mail. And it also used to be very expensive. And they were, you know, the early Americans were like, why, don't, why is, can't we make this cheaper so that more people can use it so that we can actually send letters to one another in other states? And wow, it became more of a modern thing. So and we weren't the only ones. Like the U.S. wasn't the only ones to have that. But we definitely went to great lengths to democratize our mail system so that everyone could use it. That's great because I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine being in a town where, I mean, you talk to everybody, but you don't know what's going on in the next you town. You don't know what's going like, on in the next no town. You have no idea. Exactly. You don't know what the king's doing except for these decrees that you keep getting. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, they get By to this weird mail. courier, man. Yeah. And you're probably still sending messages via town's person. You're like, oh, you're heading over to the next city. Can you take this? So you're probably still using the old version. And- or just using it, a friend, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. or like a servant or have, mm-hmm. having someone who's on their way that way anyway be like, oh, hey, can you take this message to my aunt or whatever Mm -hmm. that I need to get to. Um, And so I mentioned as well, you asked the question uh, and I was going to actually quiz you on this, but then you (laughs) went ahead and asked me about pigeons. pigeons, Because in the search of um, first mail, it just comes up that people use pigeons to literally carry messages, which I find (laughs) so incredible. So it's actually because of their homing um, abilities. So what you would do is you would take a pigeon in a cage like with you somewhere or to some location and then you wanted to send a message back, oh. you would free the pigeon, put a little 
put your little note on its leg or whatever and then free it and it could get back to home that makes sense mm -hmm. i'm thinking of it as the reverse where this pigeon Mm -mm. just like it's like the raven i guess like the ravens in game Mm -hmm. of thrones it's Mm -hmm. like they just magically know where to go it's like well those i feel like they must magically know yeah but pigeon i don't know how they do that it makes sense that you would train it or like take it away from its little Mm -hmm. home and And there were people whose job that was but like what if the pigeon doesn't go straight to the house like what if it just like oh, like, i'm sure like, it's a super faulty I mean, method of communication get shot or you get sick <laughs> or like it's like hey i'm gonna stop at this tree for a second or if I the pigeon's imagine. like maybe not so good at, at their natural yeah, blood talent, you don't you know, know just have a faulty pigeon what do i uh, keep that i would still i would love to receive pigeon mail yeah I think that would be so so fun. uh <laughs> fun fact the british uh continued um they continued their pigeon service in <laughs> until the early 20th century what? 20th century I'm that so is jealous. almost up to the modern contemporary email wow. right that's crazy now if you do think about it the um some of the most useful forms of um pigeon form of communication, reasons <laughs> why you might communicate with a pigeon um was military in in mm-hmm. military um you know, posturing, mm-hmm. and then also uh, f- stockbrokers and financiers for like information. Oh shoot! You know, so and so's business. He's filing for bankruptcy. Uh, I'm gonna send a pigeon real quick so that real quick so knows the details about this. Um, but yeah, that's how you use pigeons. That is, you take them and then fascinating. You let them go. Uh, and I was completely surprised to see that that was a real thing. I don't know why. I just had never looked at it. Um, I mean, yeah. I see we see it in media, but I don't think. Ugh. No, it seemed like absolute it myth action. to me. It seemed like absolute myth to me. I was very surprised. Um, the male that's in my head this whole time that we're, that we're talking is um, actually in Cinderella when the prince somehow communicates to his entire kingdom that he's going to go door to door or not not him because obviously he can't do that. But the little dude is going to go door to door. I'm always like. And of course, that's like why we're doing this podcast is because I'm the person that's like, well, how did he do that? Like, I'm not thinking about the princess. <laughs> I'm thinking about how did he tell all those girls to get ready so that Wait, they got that doesn't or make like, sense. If there's a grand ball, like, how do you how do you get the word out? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it makes sense to maybe put something on like the town square. But like, what if you don't go that day? Like, what if you're like, no, I'm just going to hang around the farm today. Like, and you don't see the then I think you're message. probably going to miss that important information. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. that if you go back to what I was talking about if you think about uh early forms of communication people just had to go to their city centers if they were going to get information from their pharaoh or from the emperor or from, mm-hmm. that's really you know. frustrating um to relate this back to video games a, a game that everyone knows <laughs> that i'm playing right now is called stardew valley and you can't see the events in the game unless you go to a calendar to look at the calendar it is infuriating. Like, I'm mm. like, oh, was the, was the dance yesterday or today? Like, is that going to be tomorrow? And I have to, like, go all the way to the calendar. And you can buy one for your little house. But, I mean, that's expensive. So you're and saying is like... the creators of that game probably researched this <laughs> and understand that that is yes. how people might have gotten their information. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Unless they had, like, um, a friend who lived in the city who managed to have, like, a really fast horse and could get word back. You yeah. Know, but probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Yes. So literally until about 1790 which is when they think they started using, um, there's evidence that people were using coded messages via towers, like telegraphs, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, um, yeah. optical telegraphs, excuse me. Um, that is that, before that time, 
this would have been the only way of getting information would have been on you know just oh my gosh a career on foot on horse I don't know, maybe in a carriage. (laughs) (laughs) Like a little carriage, like a whole little sack of mail. (laughs) So I just want that to sink in for a second because I know we're going to talk about email in a few minutes, but it's it's so strange to think that there was literally no other way of communication. Because like, yeah, today you can send a cool you know, invitation for a birthday party in the, mail, in the mail, but you can send, but you can, but you can also tell someone on Facebook, tell someone on email, send them a text, give them a phone call. Um, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so many other ways of getting the same information to a person, but I think it's weird to literally think about that 1790 day in, in that they were sending these weird optical telegraphs at that point, but they were coded is, you know, you think about mm-hmm. like Morse code, that's not easy to understand. Mm-hmm people knew it but it's just very strange to think that there was no radio waves and there was just no other way to get information out there that's crazy i think i would really enjoy that profession actually like what a like not easy but like it's like someone hands you a letter and they're like go to the next town and you're like mm, right like okay great i'll listen to a podcast on the way like it's awesome <laughs> obviously not but I think that would be just such a simple straightforward hopping from town to town learning a lot you're traveling you're taking mail like that would be my ancient meeting the people in the town (laughs) hey here's your social townsperson i think it's funny i think of the usps um like postal workers and park rangers as like these um um anachronistic um people which that means like that is literally to mean someone that looks like they belong in a time that is not the present time because they have their little uniforms and their little hats and their little satchels so something that is anachronistic means that it doesn't seem to fit in its where where it is so like an easy example would just be a literal one where say you time traveled to the 50s (laughs) a literal yeah in what you're time travel in what you're wearing (laughs) currently you know you wouldn't you would look out of place and that's and and that's anachronistic and there's a word for that Mm -hmm. wow it's a great word I just learned something today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you are, yeah, but I think of it, you know, if you look at um, um, park rangers, you know, they look mm-hmm. so old timey, like That's they have true. their little hats. And I just think, you know, all the other government workers just wear regular stuff to work, but they don't, <laughs> right? And the postal workers, they wear their little shorts, yeah. and their little blue shirts uh-huh. all the blue. time. That's and so the ones that you see that walk, like have their little satchels still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where the word mail comes from, too. It has to do with the the name of the term of the bag that you would carry. Really? Mm-hmm. That is a great fun fact. There you go. Filled mail. with fun facts. Filled with fun that facts. That is the origins of mail. <laughs> I love it. Um, definitely write that down in my um, professions I would take if I wasn't a designer, <laughs> but I was also not in the, two th- the this era. Um, the 21st century. Yeah, so you mentioned... Are we segueing to email? Are Absolutely. We, are we gonna... We're doing it. All right. So I was really um, worried about email because when I started reading the Wikipedia pages, which is where I start, it sounded like two robots talking to each other. Like it was like in da, 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 project mail was created with dialogue. And I was like, wow. You start talking about computers and you don't understand it at all. I was like, yeah, I don't know any of this at all. But then I stumbled across something that was really juicy, and I was like, "What is going something on?" Something juicy, yeah, juicy. Ooh, when I it can't comes wait to email. All right, <laughs> um, I'm going to just start with like just the history of mail, and then I'm going to get into the the deets. So, 
obviously email kind of started when the internet started, but this was in the origins of internet. This is origins of how people came across, oh, we need to be able to send message me- messages digitally. Oh, maybe um, a man on a horse. Yeah. It wasn't cutting the it. Best we, we way to, yeah. okay. Computer to computer. Okay. Um, so this actually goes back to ARPANET, um, which was in 1973. And that stands for the Advanced Research Projects Agency Network. Um, and it was an early packet switching network and the first network to implement the protocol suite tcp ip which that was where i was like wow this is going to be very boring how am i going to make email you've lost me (laughs) i know exactly except that i think they used arpanet in an episode of the americans in the the government so i think that's only why i've heard of that before interesting so that was that was there um so ray tomlinson i'm going to start here uh, which you'll see the Jews in a second. Ray Tomlinson was <laughs> okay. is credited with inventing email on some sites. No, it depended on what website you're on with who was credited hmm. with the invention of email. And the not Ray, but the other guy is real salty about it. He is not happy with the um, every other site and every other news article. Like literally, think, yeah. Mashable would have um, Tomlinson and then another article would have um, this other guy and his name. I'll just kind of get to him. His name was Shiva Ayadurai. Okay. Ayadurai. Okay. And Shiva is not not excited about um, sharing the oh, title of inventor of email. So in 1972 is when Ray Tomlinson was credited with actually inventing email. And I'm going to use air quotes there because really it was computer to computer text messaging it wasn't necessarily how email works and uh, email and i, I can kind of stop like for through the internet moment. it was basically like computers connected uh, well the way email works is actually a storage system because obviously email wouldn't work if you both had to be online at the same time mm, true so what how email works is that you send an email right it goes into like this little bo- like internet box imagine that in your head um, and then when I get online, you mean like a mailbox. <laughs> well, but not but like digital. that. Digital, like a server, like a okay. little space in cyberspace. Um, and then when you get online, your email is like, "Let me check all the boxes for mail for Jesse," and it'll pull it, mm-hmm. basically. So that's how email works. But this wasn't that yet. Um, this was just he figured out how to send messages from computer to computer, and it, he had to like walk between the two computers and like figure it out. And no one had ever done that before. No one had ever that's done that before. Exciting. Very cool. Nineteen seventy-two, yeah. which is not that long ago. Like this is less than fifty years ago. And that was the Tomlinson person. This, or is, the... this is Tomlinson. Okay. Um, he was the person that picked the at symbol because he was like, well, how are we going to figure out? Uh, who's going to send uh, this email to somebody? And he's like, okay, it's going to be Ray at um, this computer. And before it was actually a website, it was it was the computer you were sitting at. So it would be like, Ray mm. at the server computer. And it wasn't a .com. <laughs> so he was saying like, Ray at ARPANET server computer to whatever. That's um, so, so cool. He's the one that coined the at, um, which is like awesome. So, that's so like- I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is the at then, did he like, was that already on keyboards? Oh, yeah. Or was it, what was it used for before then? I mean, it was like a short, short for at. Like, literally. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was already wow. existing. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they would have added that. Yeah. I just think that that's weird. I've never thought about what that's, um, that symbol in particular strikes me as yeah. very modern. It was yeah. very, very cool. Um, So, for anybody using internet standards, it was kind of name of the user at name of the computer. Um. So that's why he's kind of credited as the inventor of email. But 
Oh, and actually, before I even get into that, the first email was the actual first email <laughs> that Ray sent from computer to computer was Q W E R T Y I O B. He was just typing in That's the first row of the keyboard. Real exciting. That's so exciting. The controversy comes in because Shiva Ayudurai in 1978, which is seven years later. Um, so it was 1971-1972 was when Ray Tomlinson was working on his okay. his version. And in 1978, he was 14, which is pretty awesome. Shiva Ayudurai was working on his email system for the University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey. Um, they actually had this like 14-year-old computer whiz kid and they said, hey, we're really tired of sending pieces of paper across this building here's a whole room we need you to figure out how to digitize all of this he's 14 he's like a genius um so he actually that's he coined all the modern things you hear today in inbox and outbox because that's what they actually those were the actual terms that were used um in the office so yeah. like an attachment like if you had like a paper clip like all of that is coming from or a this. cc yes all or of that it's like an copy. actual yes mm-hmm. all of it is um, that makes i mean use. that's very logical right mm-hmm. all of it was super actual use so um he's credit as the creator of the actual email system but he gets real angry when things are um like when ray tomlinson gets gets um added so it's almost like the um the difference between the Romans making their first official postal system, yes, but the Persians having done a different version, but it was like more, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's like, the same sorry. thing where you're like, okay, well, you, sure, you can get the modern version of email, but you weren't the first person right. to send email. You made it, you maybe made it sexier. Yeah. Well, I mean, but these two didn't even overlap at all. Like Shiva had no idea about what Ray Tomlinson had done because this isn't stuff that's oh, like I see. Being it just hadn't been. Oh, okay. Yet. I mean, oh, okay. no one's really. And um, so actually. I I keep calling him by his first name. His name is I I He actually coined it email. He was the first person to say this is called email. Like mm. Ray Tomlinson did not do that. Um, so that's why he's all like, I am the actual creator. So he was fourteen. <laughs> Here's where the juice comes in because, like I said, every site you go to, it's almost like they picked a side. Like I went on Mashable, and it's like the, the creator of intercept, internet uh, of email. Ray Tomlinson. And then another side is like, yeah, the creator of email, which is Shiva Ayudurai. And I'm like, wait, articles that mention one guy don't mention the other. It was really weird. So I was like, what is going on? So Ray Tomlinson passed in 2016 and it was very sad. And everybody was like, they started writing all these articles about, you know, the inventor of email passed away. And Ayudurai posted a blog post that was titled, Actually, the inventor of email is still alive. And the subheadline so said, the inventor of simple text messaging has passed on. <laughs> well, how sassy is that? I was like, what? Let his family, like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're, you, he was the one that actually got the patent and, and coined it. Like, who cares what the media, I mean, I guess people just want their names places. But, I mean, right after this guy, like, passes away, he's like actually hey guys hey guys let's turn it back to mia for a minute so he must still be pretty young then though he was 14 yeah and so this was in he's not 2016 no 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 no. he's still there's pictures of him all over the place and there's interviews and there's all these like weird um not weird 
that's mean but like you know vlogs i guess they call them like videos where he's like being interviewed and and whatnot and it's really he's like yeah i was a creator of email and it was just me and i was 14 and it's like you are like the most humble person ever um and in fact there was like a whole interview <laughs> it was horrible uh by the way you're not yeah there was a um an interview where he was asked pointedly about it so the question is ray tomlinson is often credited as the inventor of email is he credited correctly in your opinion or should he be credited for something else it's like guys let it alone and he said i think that's the thing that sort of resulted in this confusion since 94 people have always said something's gonna kill email it's like he like goes off into this tangent that doesn't answer the question he's like i mean text messaging and like ray really did text messaging in fact um one of the earlier communications say that his boss wouldn't let him do electronic letters, which is actually like the male piece of it. So they were more focused on. And he just like gave this like kind of answer that was like, no, obviously I'm the creator of email. I was like, good God. Tomlinson, however, was very sweet about the whole controversy. If he had been asked, um, it says, indeed, Tomlinson himself is said to have been quite modest about his place in history despite earning a critical place in email lore he told the university of maryland in an interview in 2002 that email advances were made possible by stepping on the heels of the previous one and is so closely followed by the next that most advances are obscured few individuals will be remembered in the history of emails founding it's like i think that's actually i mean when i was processing that information it sounds like you know, someone wants to be remembered as the one and actually what you're doing is, I mean, it just either no one's going to be remembered or you both will, but like, it's not, it's such a, don't have to be sassy about it. It's nebulous. And and, and maybe people want to take Tomlin's inside because he wasn't being an asshole. (laughs) Right. It's like either way, what happens is like either way, let's be remembered for being nice. Let's not be, let's not be remembered for posting a blog article after someone has passed away claiming that you were the, um, actually, and it like literally the title is (laughs) actually the inventor of email is still like, like who does that? Who does that? What is wrong with you? Um, so that is like the controversy between the two. Um, so a lot of highlights happen after that. So since, um, I under I actually was the one to coin it. That is when, He created the software. It is very impressive. He's 14. He actually creates the method, um, the the method I was just telling you about, where it goes into this little place and goes and goes to the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, so then a bunch of things start popping up. Um, and actually, here's my quiz. It's quiz time. Um, I'm ready. So there were four big email services that popped up all within the same four years. And I want you to guess which one was actually the very first one. I'm going to read them out of order. And you're going to tell me, okay. you don't have to, pay, you don't have to okay. put them in order, but you get to guess which one is the very first email service. Was it Hotmail? Hotmail, yay. Uh, Yahoo Mail, Echo Mail, or AOL Mail? All ones that we know of. It's very interesting to me. I've never heard of Echo Mail. Well, yes, except for that. Mm, I feel like maybe it was AOL. <gasps> Ding, 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 ding. Ooh, yes, yes. It was AOL. AOL <laughs> is the first one to come out with their email, um, despite it being, I think they had it in um, beta for a little while. So 1993, when my sister was born. America Online. Right. Was it the first email? Like, could you, 1993, that is not that far that long ago when it was finally commercialized to the point where we all use it. Well, if you think about it, um, the internet is credited with being 
born in 1991. Yeah, so like well, before I think, that, yeah. you were just sending if email mm-hmm. was happening, mm-hmm. it was happening only on connect computers that yeah. were connected somehow that was not the internet. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I was reading about. Like it was always universities and places that mm-hmm. needed this sort of thing. It wasn't like common in the household. Um, fun fact about my family. My dad collected those AOL CDs, you know, like he used to like see them. <laughs> oh, I remember He them. had buckets and buckets and buckets of them. And it was like fun for him to like go to like all the grocery stores because they would like have them. Because you used to have to like put in a CD to download the email. <laughs> and they were all different designs. They would and- send them to you in the mail. Yes, he, he had all of the he had these like crazy special editions and um, all the interesting stuff. Um, the next was Echo Mail, which I guess didn't make it because I'd never heard of that either. But I find it really interesting that the next two were Hotmail and Yahoo Mail, and those Still are around, super well known. My first email address was Hotmail. <gasps> was it? Mm-hmm. I think I had mine a Hotmail was, account. Mine was AOL because of aforementioned. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had before. AOL shortly thereafter, but mostly I had AOL because of AOL Instant Messenger which was yeah. AIM. Yeah. Oh. And um, AIM. I mean, do you remember, I, I was like in middle school and I would get home from school and you'd log on yes. to the computer. Yes. And um, we had, uh, my dad got DSL real quick because he didn't want the phone lines to be jammed up. Mm-hmm. So we had like fast internet when like nobody I knew did. I mean, pr- it was probably really slow, <laughs> but it was really fast for me at the time. And I mean, that's just like a, that's a whole little special era. Right. Yeah, we got to be kind of the first ones. I mean, I was using internet like crazy. I was almost addicted to it. My parents were like, what is up with this internet business? Because they didn't grow up with it. Like, right. They didn't understand what it was like feeding me. Um, or that, I mean, you developed like all of your relationships there too. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. was um, like, think about before that, even my cousins who are a few years older than me, they would be in their mid thirties now. They were just they would get home and they would like call their friends on the phone and yeah. i didn't do that no, I no that's weird no one calls went on aol oh my god i only call you when i'm like stressed out and i need to like talk to you <laughs> like yesterday i was like jesse i'm like so stressed out i need to like just like you're walk, not actually you you're through. not answering my texts yeah. so i really need to call you because <laughs> i'm stressed out yeah so yeah. usually I, I mean i will i will call some long some long-term friends um like from like middle school but um and i very rarely send mail very 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 like actual mail so like it's like the yeah, order of how i would communicate with mail. my friends would be mail would be dead last and then calling them would be right after that mail would be <laughs> i mean i would call me before i'd send you a, ma- a letter but i mean i think that mail is something if one if i had something physical i needed to send to you mm-hmm. or if it was some type of type of formal right. um Oh, yeah, I guess thing Wedding like an invitation or a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have a few more fun facts before I close out on this. Love um, it. Fun facts, fun facts. So actually in 1998 is when spam was added to the dictionary as not as I love spam. that so much. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. But as a real word. <laughs> as, a, as an actual word to mean. That's funny. Annoying email. Um, in 2003 was when George W. Bush signs the law that forbids unsolicited email. So five years after spam was added to the dictionary is when everybody was like, all right, we need to like, you need, there needs to be some legal things around getting spam. All right. Actually, I don't, can't have that many relatives in Nigeria. So <laughs> yeah, this needs to stop. Which that kind of, I have a question about that with, do you think there was ancient spam with with the <laughs> like they got the the mailer yeah. from the it's grocery like, store like you run like you're like a, you're a noble house and you think the king's writing to you like you run to your your front estate 
on your horse and the, the carrier's like hands you an envelope or hands you a thing and you open it up and it's like a coupon on sale yeah <laughs> lower your interest rate yeah. <laughs> oh. i genuinely love that idea and but i just don't think sure th- there was enough didn't. there was enough manpower and i just don't like it's so easy to send an email and it's so easy now mm-hmm. these like concepts like marketing and you have like mm-hmm. business you know um uh, you want to capitalize on your market you know those are just not concepts that i mean maybe we're giving them not enough credit <laughs> but I, I just don't think it was priority especially if it was only a method for official communication it doesn't seem like businesses would have even really mm-hmm. been able to be like hey mm-hmm. i don't know maybe you know, oh my god it, origin of marketing that's what we need to start origin of marketing <laughs> what, what was the first coupon handed that's, out <laughs> i we need to go back in time that's and an important one um <laughs> So even more fun, in 2007 is when Google releases Gmail, Mm -hmm. which is like the giant of today. 2007, that's only 10 years ago. That is not that. That seems, I'm going to. It was on, I looked, I double checked it, double, triple checked it. It was on April Fool's Day and they had been in beta. So you might have had like a beta, but they were in beta for four years. Okay, then I did because I had Gmail in high school and I graduated in 2006. So I absolutely had Gmail an before early but i remember you had to get an invite only and it was yes. like that for a really long yes. time mm-hmm. and my friend in my lit class was like talking about this weird new email and it was the coolest and like he could send an invite to me if i wanted it and i got my email address uh in i 2005 or 2006 no. but it was yeah I it didn't. was one of those I had AOL until i was in college and then i got a gmail like, like everyone else mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so that's 2007 was the actual official official so okay. that you, like you said it was invite only this this was definitely not um this was like released and then another fun fact even earlier um 1998 is when you've got mail came out the tom hanks and meg ryan well i know that for sure because it's only my favorite movie of all time is it <laughs> that that is your favorite movie of all time is you've got, you've got mail is absolutely my go-to movie it will put me in a good mood no matter what is happening in my life and tom hanks is delightful (laughs) and it's actually even more delightful now because it's so antiquated because it's like they Mm -hmm. have their little um ibm think books and (laughs) they're like plugged into the wall and they have their little dial up and that's so great. Um, well, it's 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 also the their book people. I don't know. It's just perfect. I would love it's a perfect. Cause, you know, movie. I love ancient stuff. I would love an ancient. You've got mail. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're like the neighboring carpenter competitors, and they're writing like stone, like stone. I don't know, stone tablets to each other, and it's really the other person, or like maybe love letters. Maybe not ancient, ancient, but like love letters. Well, to- the, it's actually based on a. Um, a movie from the 50s or 60s what? called Shop Around the Corner where they wrote letters. I yeah, this is to, real. You just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's real. Believe me, I've watched the commentary <laughs> several times probably. Well, I need to watch that. And yeah, you absolutely should because it's um, in the movie, the grandfather, um, Tom Hanks's grandfather, like makes references to <gasps> having written uh, Meg Ryan's mom letters. Like, oh, we used to write letters. And it's kind of a little nod to... Aww that being the way that you would have that that's romance that's back really in the day sweet. yeah so shop around the corner and that's the name of her shop in you've got mail so Aww. that's the name of the movie okay. that it's based on that was 1998 pre-email which is the same year about the spam and also um to speak to that adrian and i actually wrote letters to each other our first year of dating when he was long distance Shut up. Was real- oh my god i have that's like a so- whole <laughs> i have a whole like, shoe box of just like letters we sent back and forth with little like games in them to like complete and like so little- why things. because we were long we were long distance couple and when he was in birmingham and you're still new like before you're like really dating dating mm-hmm. you're kind of like 
there's not this pressure to see each other every weekend. You know, it, it's not like, hey, drop your social life and come hang out with me in Atlanta. But that why didn't you email or like oh we actually didn't tell each other we were writing these letters we just chat it was more like well we, we, we talked every day like texting it was like these, it was romantic it was like a surprise like hello i thought i would write you a, a handwritten note and so you both wrote letters without knowing the other one was going to write them or you um, just you were just doing it as like a you were I, also talking every day and sending these yes, really cute the second really one cute letters. i wrote him the okay. first letter but i didn't tell him i was sending it and then he didn't tell me when he got it so instead he just wrote one back i and see so you would I never like refer to yes, the letters we never were like did you get my letter it was always just like surprise like romantic thing in it's the almost like you were having an affair <laughs> i don't know if i would describe because it it's like, as an affair but it's like a cute concept to think of that you were just not talking about this yeah. other channel of we communication that you had that's weird yeah. i did not know that about yeah you. we did um when he went to spain he went to spain our first um year no maybe second year we were dating and it was like for like three weeks and i was like oh my god like that's like almost a whole month i'm not going to see you and like he wrote me three different letters um that would and sent them so that I would get them while he was in Spain. So it was like really nice because he's, you know, Spain's like six hours ahead. So yeah, it's kind of hard to talk. And um, yeah, it was real, real romantic. We're, That's basi- cute. we're basically Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Except. You're basically Pretty so cute. adorable. I have curly hair like Meg Ryan. Would she have curly hair in that movie? I don't think so. I, yeah, uh, it's short. Well, no, it's not curly. And it's it just curly. short. Well, <laughs> that is our male story. Um that is, I think, the rest of my. Yep, that is the um, history of mail or uh, email. And the main thing that is like a, a big key is that really, I think it would have happened eventually, no matter what. I mean, we we needed a way to like, electronically send things to each other, and the fact that it was that one university that was like, "Hey, kid, oh, oh we'll give it to the intern." Like, well, this is like an impossible task. Like, this is going to take forever. We'll give you it to know the, he's going to figure. We'll it give out. it to the new kid. Yeah. So he um used using awesome. the old structures of inbox and CC and you know sending an attachments and the little mail and he's like i'm gonna call it email because it's electronic electronic so original <laughs> right so it, it, that's just such an interesting i mean it is it is and i have a little known information <gasps> podcast no you know oh. this probably but i used to work at the national archives when oh, okay. i was in grad school and um i it was at the time i was i was really obsessed with um um the uh, history of of HIV AIDS, like in the eighties, and so what was cool is, so I'd read books like "And the Band Played On," and I was really into this early history of HIV AIDS. And we had all the we're in Atlanta, we had all the CDC records of the dude who's one of the main doctors who was researching mm-hmm. and like, you know, big name in the book, and we had all of his records, and so I could just go at my job, I could just walk over and look in the Kieran files and find all these memos. But it was crazy because it was all these CC things. And it's Mm. weird to think about like when you would write a letter, you'd have to type it up or have your secretary type it and she'd have to like carbon copy it. And then you'd have to make sure that the three other doctors involved got the same note. And it just seems archaic. And it definitely, that's why it's it's cool to know that it was a medical school because I Mm. feel like that would be you want a lot of these people to know about this stuff and you want to know them to know about it quickly and you'd seem like, okay, hey, we need a better system for this because right. this CC business is yeah. not working. <laughs> I can't get this great. information fast enough and people are dying, mm-hmm. you know, so it was, that's really cool yeah. to think about. Yeah, I think where urgency is a lot of time is what, what mm-hmm. breeds or creates um, 
creates need for change. invention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, need for change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Innovation. I wonder if every time he gets like a spam email, he's just like, damn it. Like, this is not what I created. <laughs> the Ar- Johnny um, person? Johnny. No. Uh, Ayudurai. Wait, Aya, <laughs> hold on. Ayadurai. Yes. Not Him. Arapa. You think he's um, like. I have one more question. I forgot. Yeah. So, speaking of spam and how he must like really hate. I mean,. It's awesome he created email, but I bet he's like really upset about it. What percentage would you say of mail of email that is sent is spam or like advertisement or marketing? What, oh, what, so what much percentage? based on based on, based on what I inbox. get <laughs> because I don't even I rarely even check my actual spam folder, which is filled with stuff mm-hmm. um, in my Gmail account. I feel like it's probably like ninety percent. Not as bad. It's eighty okay. percent. That's still really a bad. lot. Yeah, and I think we yeah. don't see a lot of it because it goes into our spam folders. Mm-hmm. But, but even if my you did like, marketing folder, stuff too, mm-hmm. like even stuff I I I opted into, I'm rarely reading. <laughs> yeah, eighty. Holy moly! That that is. Jeez. That means only twenty percent of what you're actually reading in your, in your inbox is what comprises of actual email out there. It's like exponential how many and it's emails still have been too sent. much. It's like billions. It's and still billions too much for me. Yeah, it's so much. I use um, Unroll Me. This is not sponsored by Unroll Me, but I do use that. It and it enrolls you from anything that you get mm. um, that you have it subscribed to, in a way. And it, it offers an easy, easy. Unroll, That's awesome. Subscribe. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's just so. It's just. I mean, it's it's lazy. It's free. Ugh. It's direct. You don't even have to um, buy a stamp mm-hmm. to bother me right <laughs> with your information um, yeah that's so, mail yeah that's mail and email, <laughs> and email. <laughs> um thanks for joining us guys thanks for joining us see you next time visit us online at the originsofpodcast.com this podcast was produced by johnny stubbs and was recorded in atlanta georgia 